0: Hi, I'm Matthew Schwartz, Executive Editor for Information Security Media Group. I'm speaking with Wolfgang Kondek, CTO of Qualys. Wolfgang, you've been tracking bugs and vulnerabilities for a long time. You have a well-known blog, The Laws of Vulnerabilities. Have the laws of vulnerabilities been changing over time? Are there different sorts of vulnerabilities and bugs that you're looking for as you add potentially looking at more things, or there are increasing worries that you see in recent years when it comes to mitigating these vulnerabilities.
1: How is the landscape changing? So the landscape, when we first came out with a lot of vulnerabilities, maybe the most interesting metric there is called half-life. That is the time that it takes the vulnerability to be reduced by 50%. So from the first day we find 100,000, when does it go to 50,000? used to be around 30 days when we first looked at this. Meanwhile, we're down to 12 over roughly 10 years of laws of vulnerabilities that they exist so it's been a slow progress but it's been good progress now our visibility is not complete we basically have access to our customers and we think of them as kind of leaders in the security space because they actually go out of the way to buy a product that actually evaluates the security so we think that outside of our customer base these numbers probably lagging but also moving into the right direction which means eliminate vulnerabilities faster so that you have less problems with exploits, less probabilities of data breaches.
0: The greater focus on vulnerabilities in recent years has arguably driven some different kinds of behavior. WordPress, for example, which in the old days was not often updated and very buggy and often exploited. They've moved to a model now where more recent versions will auto-update. Microsoft with their Windows 10 operating system, has been embracing a model where now not just consumers but enterprises can also auto-update. So there's been, I think, a sea change in the ability to get these kinds of updates. But I mean, going back a decade, that did not exist,
1: right? Exactly. That kind of shows how much we've learned. I think the iPhone was the first device that did this. And there was a lot of criticism about the openness of the iPhone and how it would stifle innovation. I don't think that happened. We've seen that people update their iPhones quickly, install the new iOS versions and the new app versions. So I think that model really worked. Google Chrome was another interesting piece of software. Basically said, no, I'm going to silently update myself to the latest version, and you cannot do anything about it. I mean, it's difficult to convince Google Chrome not to update itself. And you mentioned Windows 10 is a great example where we're saying, at least in the consumer space, let's go to always updating rather than on a fixed monthly cycle. So we've seen
0: Microsoft move away from that legacy fixed monthly cycle, embracing some of the more agile, methodology-driven update cycles like Google will have. They can push an update as frequently as they require. What sorts of trends are you seeing, or things would you like to see going forward that you think could help shave more time off that 12-day half-life?
1: Well, first of all, it would be good if the other vendors did a similar thing. And we can go down by risk level, so to speak. So that would be Adobe, Oracle, Apple to a certain extent. These have slower update cycles. would be interesting if they got into the same mode of updating very quickly. Google is pressuring them that way. Google is saying, hey, I'm finding something. you got 60 days, not 90 days, so you have to be faster. If not, I will publish this. So They're working, they're very much working into this direction. Another thing that would be good is a common update mechanism. Today you run a PC, you might have an updater for five or six different softwares on there. Not all of them written very well. There was an investigation into the possibility of subverting the upgrade mechanism of software to actually install malware on the machine. We're kind of using the medicine against its creator there. So the interesting thing would be to be use a common update mechanism. That could be Microsoft. We talk to Microsoft about this all the time in the security circles. They have huge liability. We're thinking about that. What happens if the update that I put on the system actually destroys it? No, I I don't know how these people are testing the updates. But the, the reality would be you want one update mechanism, not five that have different implementation strategies, different... Robustness strategies. And we've seen even Microsoft had a problem in the update mechanism when the flame malware came out uh, a couple of years ago. They, the flame malware authors were able to subvert the signature mechanism of, and were then able to put an update out as if it was a Microsoft app. Right.
0: So there were, could theoretically be a subset of people who would still be a risk, for example, from targeted attacks launched by people who've got cryptological experts. Yes, yes. But, but for the vast majority of people, it would be a big Improvement?
1: I think it would be a huge improvement. I tell everybody if you can go to a faster update cycle, it will eliminate over 80% of the attacks, will not work anymore against your platform.
0: That's a great point. And just to make that more strongly, by eliminating vulnerabilities more quickly, you're
1: eliminating the ability of PCs to get exploited so easily. I think that's actually a great point that you're making there, Matt, because malware, we already know that attackers can generate them on demand. Average lifespan of malware, I think it's now two hours. Then it morphs around, so that way you can escape a signature mechanism that depends on a certain sequence of bytes in that malware. So we have hundreds of thousands of malware per day. We only have a limited number of vulnerabilities per day. It's a rather low number. It's maybe, what do we have? We have maybe 6,000, 9,000 vulnerabilities per year, so about 30 vulnerabilities per day, but many in softwares that might not even apply to you. So the vulnerability universe is just so much smaller. If you can fix those, you eliminate all these worries about the malware that almost all of them use a vulnerability to get onto the system in the first place.
0: Wolfgang, thanks for taking the time to speak with us today.
1: Matt, yeah, was a pleasure.
0: For Information Security Media Group, I'm Matthew Schwartz. Thanks for joining us.